0: Hey folks, Kevin here. Welcome back to Make My Multiversity, of Marvel podcast. Uh, we are your home for all things Marvel news, reviews, comics related. Uh, although at the moment, uh, still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, Marvel, like all the other comic book publishers, for the most part are not releasing new books through the through the direct market. Uh, Marvel, as you might have seen on other sites and has been reported here, has furloughed some of their uh, editors employees. Many artists, some of the artists and writers are our pencils down on some works, um, and so we are still uh, waiting for new books, and we are thinking about all the people uh, at Marvel and around the world that have been impacted by this crisis. Uh, with that, of course, I really don't have any news to give you here at the beginning of the month. Uh, none of the uh, companies have released their July solicits, mostly because we don't know what books are going to look like come June, July, um, so I can't you know, tell you about new books and things. Uh, we know that Diamond, which is the main distributor for the comic direct market, is looking at a May 20th uh, launch date to bring comics back to uh, local comic book stores and other things. As you may have seen reported, DC Comics has, has started distributing through different channels. And so people are, are, are all in different places around that. But there are different... Um, There's not really a lot of news to give you other than uh, Marvel has Marvel Studios has moved some of their movies and television projects around uh, due to production delays. Um, But much less important than the comic stuff so with that uh you'll hear a brief commercial right after this for a wonderful thing that we have going on at multiracial comics right now and then the dc three cast boys who join me on the first episode of every month are going to rank all the x-men comics for you uh for the dawn of x era we'll be back in a couple weeks uh for something fun until then stay safe take care of yourself take care of others and uh we'll see you then uh enjoy
1: Hi everyone, I'm Greg Mtasevich. When I'm not co-hosting Robots from Tomorrow with Mike Romeo for Multiverse Day Comics, I'm writing their monthly comic book binding column, Shelfbound. And from now until June 5th, I'm auctioning off a different, custom-bound volume of comics from my collection every weekday to benefit the Hero Initiative. Auctions start at $25 and run for three days. Some of the binds up for auction include Alan Moore's Miracle Man, colored Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles graphic novels, and the launch of Milestone Comics, signed and sketched by Dennis Cowan. Follow Multiversity Comics on Twitter and keep checking out the site every day to see what other comics we're pulling out of the long boxes and putting on bookshelves for charity. Maybe your bookshelf. Hello, Marvel listeners. Welcome back to What If Stanley Created the DC3 cast. I am Brian. With me, as always, are Zach and Vince. And uh, because there are no new Marvel books coming out right now, we uh, we didn't really have a natural... Segment for this month's show, but we thought what we'd do is we would, um, as we've done a couple of times now, rank all of the X books thus far. Now, a couple of questions I have for you boys before we get into this: Are we counting Fallen Angels, even though that has not had a new issue in a while?
2: I thought so. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Right. I have it on my list, but I wasn't sure if we were going to do that or not. And then, just for the listeners' sake, uh, let me explain that we are, we are, um, we are including the giant size books as one ongoing so uh, even though it's it's not really an ongoing we know that but just in terms of ranking that's where we're gonna put everything so um zach well which we also say we're doing this in the, in the way we usually do these dc3 cast rankings where if we get to if like if zach for some crazy reason has marauders at number nine or whatever and vince and i have it higher the list we'll say you know we'll get to that later that's our that's our standard thing so we'll, we talk about the book at the highest point that it falls on any of our lists so yeah
2: so if, if you if you want any chance of uh, being able to follow this you guys have to write down you know one through 11 what we're what we're saying as we say it otherwise you will never remember what the order was
1: I mean, people, I think, I don't think they're listening for the exact order, more so just our charming conversation. But I, I think a lot of them
2: just want to know my order and they don't care about yours. <laughs>
1: Probably, yeah. That sounds about right. So, um, okay. So let's start at number 11. Zach, take it away. My number 11 is Fallen Angels. Vince, what's your number 11? Oh, you know, it's Fallen Angels.
3: <laughs> I, too, have Fallen Angels as number 11. <laughs> And that's all that must be said at this point. I feel like we've spoken our piece on that book. (laughs) We have. We have. All right, number 10, what do you have, Zach? Uh, Number 10, I have Hellions.
1: Vince, what's your number 10? I also have Hellions.
3: I also have Hellions. (laughs) It's going to be a really boring and short
1: (laughs) episode. (laughs) I have a feeling that uh, the next couple – We'll have some similarities, but then we're going to see some diversions. Yeah. So.
3: yeah, just just about Hellions, you know, there's only been one issue, and it... It could,
2: it could be a reverse uh, Trinity, for those of us who uh, are familiar <laughs> with the, our DC3 cast exploits. <laughs> it's true.
1: I, I also, I don't think that it was necessarily a bad issue. I just think that, I mean, part of it is the, just the the quality of the line right now is such that a book like this seems, you know, less than great. And it's an interesting team and it, uh, both creative team and sort of on, you know, on the paper team, but there was just something missing about that first issue.
2: Yeah. I just don't connect with that team at all. I, there, there wasn't like one character to, to really latch on to.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there are a lot of characters, like I like havoc and sidewalk both. Um, but havoc was presented so strangely, and the the quannin quanon silock is still kind of such an unknown quantity at this point yeah um, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, and I definitely think that it has potential, and you know I, I think we've all really enjoyed how Mr. Sinister has been portrayed in these Dawn of X books, so a a book that is um a book that has him at the uh you know at at the core of it could could turn out to be very interesting. It just isn't that interesting yet. Yeah. Well said. Okay. Uh what is your number nine, Zach?
3: My number nine is X Men F F. Vince, what's
2: your number nine? Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh are are we saying that first or are we saying my, yeah. number nine, my number nine is
1: giant size. Uh, we'll talk about that slightly later. Um, yeah, same. My, my number nine is Wolverine. We'll talk we'll about, talk about, that, about later. that later. Okay. So, um, Zach, what's your number eight? My number eight is X Force. We'll talk about that later. Ooh,
2: okay. My number eight is X Force. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> my number eight is giant size. Ah, we'll so talk we, we'll that.
3: talk about that a little bit later oh
1: okay uh what's your number seven zach <laughs>
3: uh my number seven is wolverine
1: okay uh vince we're we talking about that later my number seven's wolverine all right so let's talk about wolverine then okay take it away zach
3: um i really 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 liked that first issue of Wolverine. I'm going to be honest now that I think about it. I'm actually not sure if I ever read the second issue. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that was that was that last week um, before comics ended forever and never came back again. Um, and I honestly cannot remember if I read it. Um, but just kind of going off the strength of that first issue. And the reason I put it one spot above X-Force is because while I've like enjoyed X-Force in some parts, I kind of... I kind of get the feeling that, of the two books, Wolverine will uh, kind of purposefully be the more focused one because it is focused on Wolverine. And um, I feel like the books are going to be pretty similar in tone and, and so far have even been like kind of similar in subject matter. So just of the two, that's why I kind of went Wolverine over X-Force.
1: And I kind yeah. of feel like X-Force is... There's more to X-Force just by the nature of the team and sort of the more um, defined mission statement. And that the definition might just be from the fact that there's been so many more issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Does does that make sense?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I enjoyed that first issue of Wolverine. Again, I I think that all of these are pretty strong. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I liked... The the thing I liked about Wolverine is that... um, it really made me nostalgic for, like, old solo Wolverine runs. Um, I, I think I wish it were a little more divorced from the X-Force uh, stuff. But I think, you know, under this Hickman status quo, that, that would also kind of be harder to do. So I get it. Um, but I ended up really enjoying the, the, the issue because it embraced... It embraced some of the goofier aspects of... Uh, X-Men and Wolverine like the vampire stuff, you know. Um Yeah. That, that 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 needs to be an element, I think. If if you're doing a holistic look at the X-Men, which which it kind of feels like Hickman and company are trying to do, they're trying to eventually incorporate everything, I think. You got to have those vampires in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that is true. I also think that this is an issue that I, I read I read the first issue the day it arrived, and I think I read the second issue the same day, the day it arrived, rather. And that's been a while, and there wasn't enough in the book to make me think about it as much as I've been thinking about some of the other X-Books. So maybe if I sat down and reread those two issues right now, I'd have this a little bit higher on my list. But it doesn't seem like there's as much sort of burned into my brain about it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that was your guys' number seven. Uh my number seven was uh X Force.
3: Okay, so that was that was my eight.
1: That was my eight.
3: Okay. So go off. So I it, guess you kinda did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I already kinda said it, but I, I just feel like this book is um first of all, I this was the book I was least excited about of the initial titles, both because it just seemed like we've seen this kind of an X Force book before, and also one of the things I was hoping for with this um, with these X books, was to have less characters appearing on multiple teams and in multiple titles because I think that the Krakoan status quo is so interesting that it will be nice to have basically not Wolverine in so many books. And so I know that he was going to be an important part of X Men, but then to also see him as part of X force so I was like, oh, that's even though it's a new status quo, we're still getting too much Logan. But I've been really pleasantly surprised with how this book has turned out. And one of the things we talked about with our friend uh, Jake, who is, you know, on on this very podcast a lot of the times and is the weekly reviews manager at Multiversity, Jake and I have talked about how this book in some ways feels like the most important X book in terms of moving the overall Krakoan plot forward, where even though X-Men is the flagship title, this book seems to be where a lot of the... Uh, for lack of a better word, action is taking place.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first arc was really important, and it seems like there are, are some things that are kind of brewing, like some subplots and things that could be really important later down the line. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, Anything else to add about X-Force, Vince or Zach?
2: Mm, No, I don't think so.
1: Okay. Um, What is your number six, Zach? My number six is Giant Size. Okay, so let's talk about it now. Okay. Go for it.
3: Um, Well, I... I I obviously like these better than you guys um, most it, it's I almost didn't want to include giant size and um, X-Men FF in these rankings just because they're they're kind of you know they're mini series they're they're finite they're they're a little weird um, they're a little bit different than everything else going on but um, but I really like Giant Size so far. I I adored that first issue, even though I you know the argument can be made that it's a little light on content. Um, and even though, like, I think um, you know that that issue with Zacknip the the <laughs> the the homage to New X Men one twenty one. I think I kind of liked um, the Nightcrawler one a little bit better. Um, Ooh because I just really enjoy those new X, uh, not new x but new mutant characters. Um, and there was just a lot of really good stuff with magic and uh, Cypher and, and stuff that I f- am really interested in learning more about. Um, the stuff with Warlock too. Um, so that kind of, it, it felt more important to me than the, um, the Jean Grey Emma Frost issue. Um, so both, I feel like it, it's kind of funny. I, I feel like if they were one-off issues of just the main X-Men series, they would not be judged so harshly. Um, but because they're kind of their own separate thing, they're viewed with a little bit more scrutiny. And so i I don't really want to judge them that way. i I kind of just want to take them as they are. and and they are, you know, written by Hickman. Uh, so I kind of view them in the same level of import as the main series. And so I, I really enjoyed them. And I'm, I'm excited to see, you know, how this little project wraps up.
2: Yeah, I would say that about the <clears throat> Russell Dotterman one. Um, but the, the Wolverine one didn't do very much for me at
1: all. By oh, do you mean, Nightcrawler? Or,
2: uh, Nightcrawler. I meant Nightcrawler. <laughs> sorry, sorry, my my brain uh, shorted out on me there for a second. Uh, the the Nightcrawler one. Yeah, I, I think we talked about it during the, the episode when we talked about it. But I had hopes for for the Nightcrawler stuff to explore the um, stuff that was teased with the potential new mutant religion in the Hickman X Men. Uh, eponymous series you know but uh it had absolutely nothing to do with that at all and we kind of talked about why that was on that show but it you know it was nonetheless disappointing that it it didn't really go down the road i was hoping
1: that's pretty much exactly how i felt about it too where it just seemed to me like there is this really interesting status quo right now with nightcrawler and to not even address that seemed really silly
3: I, I, I don't disagree with you that that feels like a missed opportunity. I just feel like it's a little bit unfair to judge a product for something that it's not and made no intentions of trying to be, and versus judging it for what it actually is.
2: Well, I didn't really like what it was. All that, well, all, that all that, all that. That's
3: I, you, that's a, then that's fair. I, I, you know, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, uh, and,
1: and also, you know, I, I recognize that it's probably unfair to to do it that way. But I think that expectation is so built into, I mean, to all media consumption. If we're going to be, you know, fart sniffers about this, but especially specifically about comics, because because they are these ongoing serialized stories, and so, you know, whether it's due to the current run or the creative team or the story arc, it's part of, you know, there is built-in expectation for all this stuff, and so I don't think it's I don't think it's Unfair to talk about
3: your expectation in regards to to how you feel about a book. I I guess so. I I I kind of feel like it's. I mean, it, you you. It's definitely a reason to like not. We're not like assigning a number score. I would never like count off points from a review for not telling the story that I wanted it to tell. Oh, so, yeah, yeah okay, like, that that's fair. Yeah,
1: that's fair. yeah. Sure.
3: You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I that I I get what you're saying. All right. So you guys that... also just like don't like New Mutants as much as I do. Yeah. It, Which yep. I'm sure is gonna play it's gonna, out. It's gonna. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna come out tonight again. It's gonna
2: be reflected right
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that, uh, that well, was wait, our... We're on my. That, that was my six.
1: That was your six. Okay. Uh, what's your six, Vince? New Mutants. We'll get to that <laughs> slightly later. Um, my number six is Cable.
3: We'll, we'll get to, get that, to that slightly later. Okay, Zach, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Marauders.
2: You're a sicko. You
3: are,
2: <laughs>
1: you are a deviant. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I'm just uh. heated. So pissed. Uh,
2: no, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, much later. Okay. My number five is Cable. Um.
1: My number five we'll is New talk Mutants.
3: About that later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. All right. What's your number four, Zach? My number four is Cable. Are we talking about that? Is that
2: Brian? Have you said it yet? I did say it. Yes, it was my yeah. So, uh, so, so
3: did I. Six, I think.
2: It was my fifth. So go off, King.
3: Um. Well, of the two Jerry Duggan books, it's the better one, and I really like that first issue. So I'm done. <laughs> God, God. <laughs> no, it was a really That's... good first issue. I mean, I gushed on it when we talked about it last time, so I won't do that too much more. But it, I just liked all the stuff. I liked the stuff with Arako. I liked the Space Knight stuff, the sword stuff, the arena or whatever it's called, the quarry. Is that what it's called? I can't remember. Yeah. Yep. Um and so you, the old, you like old that, Cable stuff. Yeah, loved it all.
2: You like that they're emasculating I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, I love that.
3: Yes, no, please do it yeah. more. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought Cable um, was, was I, very I was good. Sexy Cable.
1: Yeah. I thought Cable was very good. I just, again, it's hard for me to rank these one-issue or two-issue titles all that high when there's right. been so much more evidence for the other titles.
3: Right. Well... well I, when, when this one issue was better than all of Marauders so far? God, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just messing with you. Eight, issue, issue 8 of Marauders was really, really good. Yeah. And Issue yeah. 9 was pretty good. Great. Issue uh,
2: all of them are really yeah. good. <laughs> I, they are really good. It's a near-perfect series. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, the, yeah, that issue of Cable was really good. I, I think when we talked about it on the show, my only qualm with it, and you know, mind you, I'm ranking it 5. It's in the top half of these X-Books um was the the art was a little sparse for me um I I just think like Phil Noto is such a great design sensibility but I, I just felt like something was missing in the sequential storytelling um that said like basically everything else about it made up for that and um and I love that I love that the x men solo titles and i'm I'm gonna contradict myself because i I said earlier that i I wish Wolverine were more detached that that's purely like a nostalgic feeling for like the solo Aaron uh Wolverine stuff or or even some of the like the much earlier uh Wolverine stuff that I've read um really i w- what I love about cable is that it's a solo book that seems to be teasing all kinds of things about the future of the Hickman X books, including the, the big crossover event that we, we may see sometime soon in the future. Uh, if we ever get back to to normal here. Um, but, uh, yeah, the sword stuff cable gets a big ass sword. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, what more can you say?
3: basically a buster sword just a
2: little oh oh, oh 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 man oh now you really got now you got my gears turning could you imagine uh, a final <laughs> fantasy remake style game only it's x-men it's
3: cohen Ker- era x-men that'd be fantastic
2: damn
3: you know square enix has got that marvel license that they're That's using right. for the oh, adventures get on that man damn son <laughs> where'd you find this Yep. Make it so. Oh. Sure. Yes. <laughs> no Cabe- gamer, Brian. Salvatore. Yes.
1: Cable's good, swords are good. Let's move on. Um okay. all right, so your number four was cable. Uh, I
3: mm-hmm. was cable.
1: His was four, my, yeah, yeah. My yeah. four, yeah. yeah. Uh so Vince was your number four. Uh X Men Fantastic Four. That is also my number four, so go off. I just Think that
2: uh, Chip Zdarsky writes a really good version of all these characters, and I think I don't know Zach might disagree with me because he has this ranked lower, and I'm pretty sure part of his criticism was that uh, characters weren't necessarily acting within character. But I don't think that that's wow. the case.
3: Now my problem with it is it's just it's like very boring.
2: Oh no 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 no! I, it's I think it's just boring.
3: like abysmally boring. I it's, think it's oh, like the dullest. It's the dullest of the X-Men books. Like even Fallen Angels is
0: oh, more interesting
3: fuck than this. you! Um, and like that was a worst book. It was like too. You two spots lower but like what has happened like nothing's happened it's so boring nothing has happened you're just being mean no i'm not nothing has happened like it is a holding pattern nothing has happened uh and you want to talk about like
1: i I know i know this isn't totally fair but zach your mom's a holding
3: pattern (laughs) okay (laughs) sure yes okay um it's it's like nothing's happened and like talking about expectations um you know this we had the He's an empire or not empire um what's it called uh incoming about mr sinister wanting to do stuff with franklin richards and like where's any of that you know and and uh yeah i feel like this has just been a snooze bill of of a crossover
2: i think having dr doom perform a, a surgical procedure on franklin richards is quite interesting. I think that's that's a that's a big event. I think that the linking the X-Men and the people of uh and the, the other superheroes of the the Marvel universe by the Omega level mutant that um you know strings a line between them is incredibly interesting. And I yeah they haven't done like tons of earth shattering stuff with it but I think it's been an interesting character exploration between the X-Men in the outside world, it's, 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 you know, one of the few books that reflects some of the other Marvel characters that are not mutants. Um, and I think it does a really good job of of the relational stuff. That's fine. Uh And I like the Dodson art. Everybody, everybody is good looking and, um, that that's very important to me as a horny uh, on main guy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The art is very good. The writing is very good. The fantastic four is the, uh, is the best are the best characters in the Marvel universe. Hands down. And that's right. uh, No,
2: Spider-Man is then them.
1: Spider-Man is a close number two for me. Um, But you know, I I respect your, um, your slightly incorrect opinion. And uh, you know, it's, it just seems to me like Zach hates fun at this point. So, you know,
2: no I his mean, marauders and x-men fantastic four rating reflect that he hates fun yeah
3: yeah no what's really gonna everybody's gonna accuse me of hating kate pride because these are the two books that she is prominently oh
2: in. did i mention you're a big misogynist
3: <laughs> yeah for real oh no you guys hated giant size x-men i liked the
2: i liked the female centric issue yes, that
3: was that was the much better issue
2: Disc, disc. I'm, I'm supporting female mutants.
3: <laughs> Are we at Brian's number four? My number four.
1: Um, <laughs> it was X-Men FF. F- we, we. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't
3: remember. So we're All on right. my number three. Your number three. Yes. My number three is New Mutants. Go off. Which I believe okay. has the highest per capita of female mutants of any X book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let someone fact check that later. <laughs> uh, no, I I really like this book. I mean, from uh, obviously from the get go, I loved the like New Mutants in space, she are crazy nonsense stuff. But I even I I really liked um the kind of like b story too with uh beaks parents in nebraska not not nearly as much and and this book probably would have ranked a little bit lower if the newest ed brisson arc that we've only had one issue of i believe with um the the new mutant in uh, i can't remember where that mutant was i think it was in russia um with kind of like the weird reality warping powers I, i think that the flaviano art flaviano art and that issue is really good i like the team that is kind of coalescing here that's like a weird mix of different um like generations of young mutants i just think it's good i i feel like that book is a little underappreciated
1: the space stuff is the most boring thing in any of the x-books X- 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 you're,
3: oh. you're you're no, insane
2: it's the opposite it's the opposite that i couldn't care less about the other stuff and the space stuff is the absolute gabagool
1: i just no, wish there was more of it no, the space stuff is boring i don't care about those characters and they you're oh it. Wait,
3: wait like which characters <sighs> like crazy. you don't care about that like is... the new mutant characters or the Shiar characters all of the above but you uh... liked the the last two issues of x-men yeah the, it's a it's a better written version of that book Oh my gosh. No, that, that stuff was so fun. That last issue of the um, New Mutants in Space arc where... Uh, Look, I didn't put this as low as you put where Marauders, was okay? Like, <laughs> was like recapping the issue and yes, as if they had missed an issue. Hilarious. Such good, like such smart writing. Loved it.
2: Yes, that was great. It was fine. My my criticism of New Mutants is is not it's not even that the Ed Brisson stuff is bad, because it's not bad. It's just so ordinary compared to Now, if you have an affinity for those characters, you probably won't feel that way. But I'm talking from a pure like comic booking standard, it's just so much more ordinary than the the, the other half of the New Mutant stuff that Hickman leaned on with the with the, um, uh, the space stuff and the Shi'ar. Yeah. You know. So as a whole, it makes the book less exciting to me. And, and I, I'm more interested in that other stuff, um, which you'll see reflected in my, in my rankings soon.
3: Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Right, Brian hates so, fun. Brian hates fun. Clearly, Brian hates fun.
2: <laughs> I guess you both do, and I love. I am the most. I'm the wild card. I'm I'm the party dude. Uh, I mean,
1: okay. If you're the party dude, I guess I'm Leonardo. You're? I know for a
3: fact you don't party.
1: <laughs> Brian, you're cool but rude. Oh, give me a break. Uh, uh, that's, and directly Zach- from the, that's directly from the theme song to give me a break. I was doing that as
0: a uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. as a
2: reference and, to the theme song. Yeah, very good. And Zach, uh, Zach does machines.
0: <laughs> a little... Uh, well, he
2: games. He games. I, I thought you were taking that in a much, uh, a nope, much more romantic setting. <laughs> only you went there, my friend.
1: <laughs> right, what's your number three, Vinci?
2: My number three is Marauders.
1: Uh, we're going to talk about that later
2: i don't i don't have any qualms with that
1: uh my number three is excalibur
2: talk about that later
3: we'll talk about that later zach what's your number two my number two is excalibur
2: we'll talk about that later
3: vince what's your number two
2: <laughs> my number two is x-men
1: as is mine go off uh we'll talk about it later yeah
2: we're going to talk about that later if you didn't figure out zach is all horny for this x-men book now yeah all right. Morning for Hickman. Brian, what's your number two? My
1: you number two is X Men. X Men.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, Zach, I guess I guess you're talking about X Men.
3: Wait, don't is we need the... to talk about? Oh, because Excalibur is going to come in a minute. Yeah. yeah um it's all Coming. Uh, this book is just really good. What can I say? It's uh, it does all the things I like. It's a Hickman book. <laughs> it's the only reason I'm reading X Men comics right now. Mm-hmm. It's the only re- reason I'm reading comics right now, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you know what? None of us really are. So that's the weird it, it, thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, no, yeah. I, I just okay. really like it. I like I like the the one off um, like structure that it's had, even though it did just have its, its first two parter. Um, which was fantastic and brought in a lot of characters and stuff. Plus, I'm like knee deep in a, a Marvel cosmic reread right now, and so that's tickling my fancy in in all the ways. So, um, I, I'm still. I, I feel like some of the wind of the Pox sales kind of went out when when X Men started, but I, I feel like it's kind of starting to ramp back up, and I'm I'm loving it.
2: Yeah, I think the thing about the thing about X-Men is that like there's been an issue or two that maybe didn't work as well for me. But mm-hmm. um, I I couldn't tell you right now what they are. Like I couldn't give you an example, but I feel the exact um, same way. Yeah, but uh, it's my number two because the issues that are were good and really worked for me worked extremely well. Like the X-Men at Davos issue was such an incredible bottle, uh, like a bottle story for me. Um, and, uh, like the quarry issue with Nightcrawler, uh, pondering, (laughs) pondering mutant religion, you know, incredible stuff. And then moving to the sort of Marvel cosmic adjacent new mutants adjacent, uh, two part, uh, Egg, King Egg storyline just blew the doors off for me as far as like how good I thought that series was. Um, and I just think like it's also so rare these days in comics to have standalone issues. Uh, I mean, most things are like at least a three issue arc, if not a full six issue arc these days, right? And yes, um, I just, I love this idea that Hickman gets away with doing pretty much standalone issues every time because he's Hickman. And I wish more writers could do that because each one of these issues tells a full story. You don't need any more. And it's proof that you can still do that. And I love it.
1: Yeah, the only reason this wasn't number one for me was because I think if you're looking at a number, if you're looking at, um, the number of issues that hit or missed, I think my number one has maybe one more hit than this one. So there, were, there were a couple of X-Men issues that I was not as high on. Um, But I think that this is a really interesting way to structure the book. I think that if this, like, one of the things that I was thinking about when doing these rankings is this is the, the least flagship-like flagship title I've ever read. Where usually when there's a a book that is considered the flagship of something, it is telling the most important ongoing story for that line. And this is telling important stories, but it's telling it in this fragmented way. And it's just really unique and fun. And I'll also say that I think maybe a criticism of this book maybe has been that the art has not been as consistently good as it has been in other
3: X-Books. That's a good. That's a good call on this book for sure.
1: Mm. All right. So Vince, what is your number one? Excalibur. Of course, it is. Talk about Excalibur. Uh,
2: I. This is the book that's perfect to me. Like, I. Uh, I love Teeny Howard. I've loved the art teams. Uh, who Who's been on this? I didn't. I did take notes, but I know that I love it. Marcus Marcus Toe has been on it, right? Yeah, Marcus Toe. Uh, w- which yeah. is. He's one of my favorite, like, uh, one of my favorite, like, standard superhero, like, doesn't venture outside of the, the, like, what a mainstream superhero title is going to look like. But he's, like, my favorite version of that, or one of my favorites.
1: We all love that Um, Red Robin series. We talk about it all the time.
2: (laughs) We mention it every time. Yep. it It looks, it just looks so great. Everything looks like it's supposed to. Um, the book is so goddamn funny. Um, Gambit is, uh, Gambit and Rogue are just, like, a total hoot in this thing. Just a horny mess. Um, and, like, every storytelling choice just seems to work for me. They had a couple issue arc where they did, like, a most dangerous game thing. Where the X-Men, uh, they were hunting werewolves. And then they end up the prey for a little bit, you know. Um, and it's just, it's fun It's surprising and, you know, comics are, they rarely surprise me anymore these days, like truly surprise me. Um, but from issue to issue, I'm, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to get. I feel, um, they made me interested in the magic adjacent X-Men stuff or the, the fantasy adjacent stuff for the first time in a long time. Um, the cast is great. I, I love every member of the cast. I just, I even like that little dickhead Pete Wisdom uh, <laughs> bar- barking, barking up the the Betsy tree. Um, yeah. Oh, man, what a fun book. What a just, just every issue has been a joy.
1: I would say sort of maybe my one critique of this book is I think it has about 10% too much Captain Britain stuff, and I don't mean those uh, characters. I just mean that that uh, setting. Well, I can't think of the, what's the name of the world. The um other world, Yeah, uh, I'm just not the biggest Otherworld guy. So, and I'm saying just ten percent too much, not not a ton too much, but you know, I would like it a little bit more on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um. Okay. Yeah, I think um, the only thing I guess I would say that's maybe in disagreement with Vince is I didn't love the um the hunting arc that um as much i thought it kind of killed a a little bit of the momentum that the first arc had for me um but i do like the direction that the most recent arc is moving um also it's my second favorite so um yeah i like this book a lot
1: yeah. yeah, it was my third favorite, with the exception of Zach's insanity with Marauders. We 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 had the similar. I just top I just the, don't uh... I
3: just don't get it. I just don't get it.
1: Okay, well, I was gonna <laughs> say we we have similar tops of the of the lists here. You know, with X Men and Excalibur Caliber being in all three of our top threes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But my number one is Marauders, and yeah, uh, despite Zach not getting this, I um I I just think that this book does the sort of three things I want from a team book. Number one, it has interesting dynamics between the team members. One of my pet peeves with some of the more recent Justice League arcs that we've been reading is that there have been interesting team members that have very boring relationships with one another, and I feel like the Marauders cast has a very interesting dynamic among themselves. So, I like that. Number two, it's telling a story that is part of the Dawn of X story, but is also a unique thing all of its own. Uh, like Excalibur, I feel like both of those books, you theoretically could be reading them without reading the other X books. I don't know why you would be doing that. But there's enough meat on the bone there that you could be reading it separate and still enjoying it. And the big thing for me, the thing that makes this book so intriguing and so fun is I think Kate Pride is an amazing central character. And mm. most good team books have a have an emotional heart to them, and Kate is that emotional heart for this title. I absolutely love the way she's being written in this book, and the book looks really good, and there is some, some fun stuff with... Um, just everything I, I I'm trying to think of what Zach's going to rebut with in a minute here, and I can't think of anything <laughs> because I really just enjoy I enjoy almost every part of this book. So go ahead, Zach, rebut away. Well,
3: does Vince want to say good things about it first?
2: I everything Brian just said, I mean that's that's it's also a fun okay. it's also a funny book. It is same, funny. Same with, yes. same with Excalibur, so I think that's it's, why I like it's it. So funny. Much okay I like, I like my funny books to be funny
3: okay okay i think it's fun oh it's funny sometimes sometimes i think it i think it tries a little bit too hard like with the yeah. data pages um
2: just don't read those
3: yeah um i i don't love the team i don't i don't feel like it particularly of all the team books i feel like it's the one that feels the most cobbled together and has the least intention behind it um ah. like like Pyro does not really make sense. Oh. Iceman, like, makes sense a little bit. Storm makes the most sense. Um, Bishop makes a little bit of sense. It, it just feels kind of the least organic to me. Um, this, the stuff I enjoy, it, it, it's that, like, that stuff is all fine. And then the other side of, the book is the hellfire stuff which is at the same time the stuff i like the most and the stuff i like the least um like i really enjoy kind of the relationship between kate and emma and kind of how they interact and their kind of machinations but then anytime sebastian shaw is doing anything i just Snooze tune out here. Ah, oh like, ah, that oh. issue where he brings back Shinobi, I was just like, What awesome. even is this? The worst issue of the series oh. so far. Um and then like yeah. that weird side issue where um what's her name? The the Morlock character comes on. Um like that issue too just did not really do much of anything for me. So um yeah, I don't know. I just that I I the issue eight, which was the one where they found out that that Kate was probably dead, was really good. And then the issue after that, where they um, found out Yellow Jacket was spying on them, and also I do really like that they bring back the the Hellfire Club from um, Aaron's Ron. That the, I I do like that, but that that hasn't been enough of a thing for me yet. So it's just like. I, I, it's just okay to me.
2: Okay. That's fair.
1: I still love you. Yeah. I mean, I love you. Yeah, there, you you'll be allowed to survive. Okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, let us know if you guys agree with our rankings, if you think one or more of us is crazy. And, um, I don't know if we'll be back next month because who knows what this world's going to look like in a month uh, with comics or anything else. But um, we shall return when comics are back and maybe before then. So thanks for listening and back to you, Kev.